for that bitch Do the most for that bitch If I wife for here tonight I'll buy a ghost for that bitch She just looking at my wrist I know she checking for that shit If them diamonds aren't kissing You won't even get a kiss Okay, she made me go crazy eh? Feel like I'm Scorsese I direct her back and back Cause she forever is my baby eh? Whole team feeling Swayze eh? Hotel pushing daisies When I call home for my lady That first topic always pay me So I walk in a bitch with a couple loose chains Don't press replay cause you tuck them away I don't care what they say, I ain't here for the games When I pull up, don't wait, I'm in front with the safe I'ma take what I came for, man's on the skateboard Break cause you way more, take four shot Hit it fast, don't stop, five shots, two pack Should be good for the cameras, not for the tax So I'm back with a stick, I ain't mean no gun But I take out a rapper that would jump for fun Don't hide, don't run, don't leave, don't come Who the man's in the back, don't look face front Girl, you're the one who's giving up problems I don't give a fuck for you, I'm stopping Take a man trap, man, you the only option Yeah, Blue Chanel What you felt Blue Chanel By myself What you felt Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I wish you a very warm welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and we're going to be giving away a, the first of our super prizes tonight because, of course, we are celebrating our fourth birthday. So get your little dialing fingers ready at the start of the second segment. That's on plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. But first, are you ready for the very best news, views, reviews, previews and interviews in the world of sports? Well, you'd better be because we're going to have... And on Europe's number one English language radio sports show starting right now. Well, it's already started, of course, because as soon as they said Capital Sports Alan Moore, we have started. Okay, in just one moment, we're going to go to Andrew Flint and Isil Cody. We're going to talk with the Russian Premier League, English Premier League, but almost as importantly, the European Super League. Yes, yes, that about uh, that car crash of a trash box is about to uh, ruin our lives, or so we believe. We're going to discuss that with them. In, uh, in part two, we have Alexander Zotov, the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union. He's going to join us to talk about uh, the challenges facing Russian football right now. And then we're going to go to Ireland and Jonathan Higgins of Virgin Media TV. And, of course, Galway Bay FM. We're going to discuss the rights and wrongs with both of them of the European Super League. And, of course, then in the third, we have the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Okay, I am joined in the studio tonight by MK. MK, how are you doing? I'm great, Alan. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. And uh, what is the score of that FA Cup semi-final right now? It's 1-0 to Leicester. 1-0 to Leicester. Okay, so this could be a Chelsea-Leicester FA Cup final. Okay. Now, earlier on today, of course, Spartak were humiliated by Ufa 3-0. That's a bad loss at home out in the, uh, well, Akriti Arena or, well, the Spartak Luke Oil Arena. Sochi, they did... This car earlier on today, 2-1. And, of course, Sambal continued losing ways 4-0 to Arsenal Tula. Rubin dampened our, our, our man in Siberia's uh, weekend by winning 1-0 out in Yekaterinburg against Ural. Krasnodar drew 2-2 with Zenit 
Meanwhile, Dinamo did, as we predicted, winning 3-0 down in Volgograd against Rotter. And, of course, yesterday, Lokomotiv battering Rostov 4-1. Andrew Flynn, let's start off on that Rostov match. Uh, A lot of questions being asked. Um, The Spartak-led press are complaining, saying that Lokomotiv are getting all the breaks from the referees. Is that true or false? Uh, Well, Spartak have been given more penalties... um, than any other side of the league, so that kind of undercuts the <laughs> the, um, the claims that they make to other people getting penalties given. Um, it's classic Spartak behaviour. We know we know what they're like. Um, every time it goes against them, they kick up a fuss. Um, there are the odd occasional grounds for just you know for calling for referees to be a bit fairer, but it's the same. It balances itself out over the season, and they don't have really much of a leg to stand on after their dreadful performance today. Um, so a lot of hot air really yeah it does seem like that way because again I've seen the, the journalists who are speaking about this are all dyed in red wool Spartak fans and they are just going oh, no, 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 nuts Alan, you, know? you couldn't possibly be suggesting that some of the journalists in the press box are actually fans well, unfortunately, that is the case. And I've seen it too often, and it really it annoys me to no end. It's like, you're a journalist, you're meant to... Uh, you're right. Well, anyway, it doesn't make a difference. Okay, um, listen, looking at the table right now, Zenit, of course, dropping two points against Spar- uh, Krasnodar, which we actually did say last week that that was going to be a tricky one for them. Lokomotiv now, yeah, they're yeah. only six points behind Zenit. But, I mean, Zenit, I mean they've, they've run out of time. There's only four matches left in the league. Zenit have it wrapped up. But Loco they're going to finish in a Champions League spot, Andrew. That, that's phenomenal for where they started. And plus, they're actually at sixes and sevens, apparently, in the club. Well, I mean, it, it's, um, it's an insane turnaround in form. They were, I think I'm right in saying, they were bottom half of the table um, heading into the winter break, or certainly there or thereabouts. And they've now won is it eight or nine games in a row in all competitions. They're absolutely storming ahead. If this run had started three or four games earlier, I'd say they could have genuinely been in with a shot for the title. But I think, you know, as per usual, Capital Sports have got it right and even win the title. But um, had they had they not come back from 2-0 down to need away to Krasadar, then the nerves could have set in. You never, never know, even with only four games left. But... Um, Loco, phenomenal, phenomenal run of form. Yeah, nine wins in a row. Now, of course, they're talking about Nikolic, uh, like, could be fired. It'll cost around 400,000 euros, uh, uh, supposedly. But again, this is, this is coming from um, Spartak journalists uh, who are basically, you know, digging in, saying that he's unhappy at the club, that it's all, you know, it's all bad at the club. But, I mean... Oh, he's... And, and the, 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 the same journalists, Alan, of course, are the ones who, who spotted the locomotive um, representative apparently going into the referee's room as well, weren't they? So, well, um, that's it, that's it. I'm, I'm spotting, a, spotting a common theme here, aren't you? Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the odd thing was as well that none of them seemed to have heard any racial abuse being given to Gu- uh, Guillermo, uh, Gu- Guillermo, sorry, Marinato, the locomotive goalkeeper last week. So, I mean, I, I just have, there's so many questions, especially with what we're seeing now in the English Premier League, where they're going to actually um, stop social media or like put a block on social media. Um, looking at the table right now, so if we looked at the top four, as we know, are Zenit Loco, Spartak and Ruby and Siska have fallen away. Well, they, they have suffered, um, you know, regardless this year. Uh, they're in fifth place. Dinamo on the same uh, points as them in sixth. Himki doing great stuff. They are in eighth place right now on 38 points. Um, if we're looking, Tambov and Rotor look gone, but there, there, there does seem a bit of life in Rotor at the moment, but it's not going to be easy for them, is it? 
Uh, I, I think, honestly, uh, it's, it's a bit hard to, to write them off already. They're only two points, um, well, now they are two points away from possible safety, but they just cannot score to save their life. I haven't scored in six games. 12 goals in 26 league games is appalling. Ufa have the momentum under uh, Alexei Stukalov, so uh, I'd say it's going to be a very, very tall order for them. Um, so changing manager possibly doesn't look the wisest decision right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think but, it's yeah. unsettled them. Um, OK, let's look quickly ahead. Uh, midweek, of course, Wednesday, Cup semi-final. There's Ahmad and Kulia Sovitov. Ahmad looking to get back to the Cup final. Kulia looking to well, get there as well. It'd be great for them. Um, Lokomotiv and Siska on Wednesday evening out at the Ergede Arena, 7 o'clock. That could be a doozy, but you'd be kind of wondering, are Loco going to, you know, feel the full team? Or will they just say, ah, do you know what, we don't need a cup? What do you, what do you reckon? I mean, because it wasn't too long ago we were thinking that's the only bit of silverware or the only bit of hope they're going to have this season. Well, you see, that's exactly it. I, I think Loco will focus on this because, um, I mean, look, it's, it's two more fixtures if they win this and obviously the final. Is that really going to derail what is only four games left of the league running anyway? I, I don't think there really is much point um, trying to rest players because they've shown Nicholas has shown how good he is at rotating the squad bringing in the youngsters Smart is back on form um, I think they will go for it um, because it is their silverware chance um, but I don't think it will come at a cost for their league campaign because the Champions League is crucial of course but everybody else is falling to pieces around them so I think they'll go for it OK uh, looking ahead to next weekend then Saturday of course uh, quite a few decent games Rotor they're up against it against Zenit so let's see what's going to happen to them that's on Saturday 4.30 up in uh, St. Mm-hmm. Petersburg Dinamo at home against Himki so kind of a Moscow Oblast derby uh, that's at 7 o'clock at the VTB Arena uh, Tambov in Saransk are hosting Lokomotiv so that's well three points for Lokomotiv and that, yeah. yeah that's on Saturday and then of course on Sunday the big one Spartak against Siska 4.30 um, Spartak don't win that one and that's it they 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 could be dropping out uh, of the of, of European places altogether well, it's, it's ridiculous to consider this. I really thought they would come close to, um, well, not to the title itself, but uh, I thought they would secure Champions League at ease. They were just flying. But um, I'd say if they lose that, then they're in genuine trouble because there's there's only one point separating, I think, third, fourth, fifth and sixth. Um, and Tiscar would jump above them. So, uh, or at least would get close. So I, I think this is, is, it is boom or bust for Spartak, this, um, which is crazy considering where they were three games ago. Okay, because again, you know, their, their, their coach is leaving, but nobody really wants to accept what is going on. Okay, um, we're going to go straight away then to... Uh, okay, so Dinamo, well, that's going to be a tough one, but we'll, we'll, they should win that against Himke. I mean, Himke are doing well, but Dinamo are a better yeah. team. Yeah, they should, they should be getting yeah, yeah. three points out of that. Okay, uh, over course right now, uh, MK has told me that there is no score update in that game between Leicester and Southampton. It's still 1-0 to Leicester with 4,000 fans. Um Cole Cody, it's been a strange weekend. Yesterday, Chelsea getting the better of Manchester City, uh, really putting a kind of a, a, a dent in their sort of their little bit of run of form. But of course, mm. they are eight points ahead of Manchester United in the English Premier League. Um, looking at it right now, uh, Spurs, your beloved Spurs, are down in seventh place. So that's going to be a tough one. Liverpool are in sixth place. Sixth place, Eastold. Would we have thought that at the start of the season? Um, I don't think we would have, obviously, based on last season. But I think quite quickly it became apparent that there were 
issues there. And I suppose if we look at Liverpool, they've had two very strong seasons in a row. And these things do happen to teams. We we rarely see teams stay at the top consistently. Um, I think it's interesting to see the last few days have made some real... The last few games, sorry, have made some real difference to the bottom of the table with Newcastle, I suppose, shocking people and now basically condemning those below them to a definite fate. Yeah, because you look at like you know, Newcastle are 35 points. They, they, they are clear. I mean, look, overall, I mean, there's only about half a dozen games left for most of the season for most of the teams. Uh, Sheffield are gone. They've gone a long time. West Brom are gone as well. Um, Fulham, they're going to be struggling very, very badly to try and get back. They have six points to make up and one game more played against um, uh, 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 behind Burnley, I should say. Um, top of the table, West Ham are still in the Champions League places despite a bit of a slip up this weekend. Um, looking at it though, Leicester, I mean, they've, they've a game in hand on Man United, but they're so far behind. I mean, the top two teams, the, the Manchester pair, 74 and 76 or, and 66 points, uh, 10 points clear of Leicester and 11 points clear of West Ham. Isold, are we looking at sort of now the beginning that there, that in every case that there's actually a, a two leagues breaking out right now? Because West Ham are not going to keep that up next season. Yeah, I suppose. Well, arguably West Ham have had the performance, I think, of the season because it came on, the, on a backdrop that no one expected this. We expect to see Man City at the top. We probably at this stage expect to see United and Leicester all pushing. So I think West Ham have done incredibly. I think we need they need to look at how they can basically ensure that the Premier League doesn't turn into another version of the FA Cup where it's predictable who's going to be in the top and then it's just a case of the real competition being who goes up and down every year. And even at that, with Norwich looking to come back up, it really suggests there's a level of predictability in both leagues now that's slightly disappointing. And I think it takes away from the competitive edge. We shouldn't be getting excited because Newcastle, who are nearly just above the relegation zone, are winning a game to give a bit of excitement to this. Yeah, I know. I've beaten West Ham as well. We're in the Champions League places. Um, looking at tomorrow, of course, uh, the big game that's worth talking about, of course, is the... Uh, Leeds Liverpool game. So Leeds, I mean, they've got nothing to play for. They're not really going to get. They're, they're not going to get into Europe, no matter how well they do. Um, they are in tenth place on forty-five points. Yeah, Liverpool have so much to play for because if they lose that game, then you know the, they could be overtaken by Everton. Um, Andrew Flint, I'm just going to ask you uh, the, Man- the the Manchester kind of like stranglehold at the top of the table. Do you think that that's a is it a good thing for English football? Like, I mean, will people be thinking, oh, like you know, that the two of them are going to run away and then join the Super League? Well, I mean, uh, it, I don't I don't think it's all that bad a thing simply because it's not exactly the same two who were dominating last season. Um, Manchester United was so far um, behind, um, and it's given fuel to a lot of people saying how bad the English Premier League has been this season that Manchester United are clear, clearly second best team in the league this this season over the whole campaign um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing um, and I, I don't quite get the obsession with people getting so upset about some teams winning consistently because you do have runs of of, you know you do have dynasties but very rarely do you see a team like Esau Cody said um, that win two, you know, two or three Le- uh, years in a row or, no, or more no. than that so I don't see it as a major problem No, it's physically impossible like it is phys- like we predicted in September last year I said Liverpool were not going to win the league they're going to be struggling this year to, to 
to qualify for Champions League, and that's exactly what's happened. Um, uh, Andy Mack is on the line. I know he is drawing his um, McEwen-stained tears out of his uh, hooped jersey. Um, Andy Mack, okay, no, no silverware for the uh, Glasgow Celtic side for the first time in 11 years, but they might even get into this European Super League. What do you reckon? Well, I, I, I was wearing black today, and it wasn't for Prince Philip. Um, <laughs> Um, the European Super League is just absolutely criminal, um, and this is of no opinion of Capital FM, but my own, and the likes of Andrea Ranielli uh, at Juventus and co should be utterly ashamed of themselves of running their clubs into massive debt and now trying to get out of it in a way that COVID can get round. Um, criminal, and I hope that Celtic and other top Rangers, Man United, etc., all back down out of this because I think it is devastating for football. Okay, I mean, I, I can add something to that, that I spoke with a former colleague of mine um, who, actually, I, I didn't realise she's no, no longer working at Eintracht Frankfurt, but she's working with the uh, German Football League. Um, but she was home visiting her parents uh, at the weekend, and she told me that the German clubs that have been approached, they have been approached, uh, but they have, you know, they have the, uh, kind of togetherness, thinking, mm, this might not work in our favour, plus the fans, the German fans will actually react and walk out. They will object to it. They will not take part in it. Um, so, I mean, Andrew Flint, I mean, will Man United fans, will they you know, boycott games or will they happily go along with this European Super League idea? Well, the Manchester United owners know full well that even if all the fans that go to the games regularly at the moment went, there'll be another 75,000 who would happily buy the tickets and, and that's all they care about. I completely agree with Andy, Mack. It's utterly criminal. Gary Neville said live on Sky Sports earlier today how disgusted he is and he's usually a big supporter of the club that he's represented his entire life and it's an absolute scandal on every single level, but we know full well they're going to get away with it. That's the sad part. Yeah, Eastold, uh Spurs looked like they're going into it. Um, uh, yeah, we we're, spent... not even, we're not even at the top six. Three of the English super teams that have signed up aren't even currently qualifying for the Champions League. It's it's basically a way a vested interest for these clubs who also will have their per the reports that were coming out who will have some of their owners involved in basically board roles within the Super League. Um, I think it's just, it's ludicrous. And I think we've seen UEFA come out with an incredibly hard line this evening suggesting so far as that it may impact whether players will be able to play in international settings if they're going into this Super League. Now, how they will actually go about doing that, I, from a legal point of view, I don't think they can. Okay. But very strong words from UEFA. And I suppose, yeah, let's and- just put it this the Super League has basically turned up in a white dress to UEFA's wedding, the being tomorrow's <laughs> Champions League announcement. So it's a, it's a big mess. Okay. And of course, the English Premier League, the uh, FA Premier League complaining about it, but they're the ones, of course, who destroyed English football single-handedly. Or, well, well, with their both hands. Okay, we're going to come back to the guys later on. They'll be joining us, of course, for the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. We're into the break right now. Remember, tune in, folks. Plus 795 Get ready for the huge... The first of our huge giveaways for our fourth birthday. We're going to go out right now with Justin Timberlake and Can't Stop This Feeling. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that. Sunshine in my pocket 
Of course, Capital Sports is delighted to bring you this segment. Thanks to our partnership with Match Business Consulting, the one-stop shop for all your sports events and management needs. Okay, of course, we have the first of our big Bertie Bash giveaways right now. And MK has the question. What do our listeners have to answer? Okay, so the question today is the following. How old has Capital Sports turned this month? Four or three? Just text your answers to us to any of the messengers, Telegram, WhatsApp or Viber to plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Okay, so again, what age have we turned this month? Is it four or three? Remember, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Okay, we'll go straight away to uh, a very, very one of our, our very first guests on the show. All those years ago, I can't say is either four years or three years ago. Um, of course, he is the CEO of the All Russian Football Players Union, and he is a member of the executive committee of the Russian Football Union. Mr. Alexander Zotov, very warm welcome back onto Capital Sports. It's been a while. It has been, and and you're looking great. I'm looking at you on the camera right now. You've got a haircut. You look. You yeah. Sl- yeah. I did. Oh, listen, my friends would be. Uh, I have. 
several friends who are crazy fans of Dynamo Moscow. So, I mean, your T-shirt. <laughs> oh, there you go. I know, I know, I know. This was give. This was. I, 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 I know. God, he's just giving away the team. The colors. Thank you very much. And we're speaking about journalists being neutral, and then I'm wearing a Dynamo shirt. This is ice hockey, by the way. It's not football. So, <laughs> listen. And I, kind of, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Unfortunately, you don't have a basketball team right now, but. But everything. <laughs> I know. But with Dimitri he'd be very happy with that. So, uh, with me wearing this. Um, Alexander, listen, yeah. how are we right now in Russian football? I mean, uh, we've seen the issues with Tambov. We've seen how things are, are not great. Overall, what is the picture like for uh, Russian professional football right now? Well, we're almost at the end of the season. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, last one and a half years have been really tough with the COVID and everything, uh, with a lot of restructuring. Uh, you you know that the new management team that came to the Federation, they're trying to rearrange a lot of things, including the, uh, the big issue of refereeing in Russia. And unfortunately, today we see a lot of, still a lot of cases, but this is also due, I think, to the fact that we have uh, this new VAR system implemented and a lot of questions to the protocol of how it's used and and um, the decisions are not always, I mean, in many cases are still questionable, so VAR is not a 100% solution. So uh, in this instance, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, but... Uh, I mean, it's tough all over. I mean, I, I know a lot of clubs in Europe are suffering also, and around the world are actually are suffering because they don't have uh, they match their revenues. They have a lot of issues with sponsors and everything. So, I mean, we are somewhere in the middle, I think, of, of, of this crowd uh, with, with our own problems. But I think they're, they're basically typical to, to a lot of countries also. I know that we spoke when we were, uh, during the lockdown. We were discussing about when, like, when football would come back, how it would come back, and so on and so forth. And something you pointed out, and even then, sort of when, it, well, this past year, then was uh, starting off. Uh, we're back in studio, and you, you pointed out it was quite correct that Russian football is kind of slightly different, where a lot of the money is coming centrally. So there is that kind of balance that the government will say, or the, the state companies or regions will say we need football to lift the spirits a little bit to keep people active and get them interested. Do you think has that helped Russian football or maybe it would have been better to sort of like, you know, punish it a little bit more? I, I, I mean, I'm using punish in a, in, a, in a gentle way. Well, I, I think your question is, should, should Russian football be continued to be sponsored by uh, federal or, uh, or uh, local budgets? In yeah. a sense, yeah, well, yeah. It's it's a big it's a big discussion. I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, in the sense that of infrastructure and uh, you know sponsoring academies and everything, I think uh, it's it's okay if if state money remains there. In other commercial issues like transfers, you know, and uh, big big salaries for players, this should I think really depend on on how popular professional football is in Russia. I mean, if if a lot of people watch TV and go to the stadiums, it's okay to, to pay, uh, uh, you know, a Knicks player this amount of money. But 
if 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 it doesn't make sense, I mean, if it doesn't make sense commercially, then I don't see. I, I it's a, as I said, it's, it's a big debate, uh, and it's going on for many years. And I I still believe that Russian football will not survive without uh, uh, federal and local budget money. It's it's impossible. If today this stops, Russian football will stop automatically. But uh, in uh, in the questions of uh, huge, enormous, uh, uh, you know, transfer uh, tra- transfers or, or huge, enormous salaries, then 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 probably this should, as I said, dip, as I said before, depend on on commercial uh, interest of uh, and the, the fans paying for that and everything. You know, it shouldn't be uh, taxpayers' money. That, no, that, I mean, that is a point. I mean, we, we saw it in Ireland. We'll speak with Jonathan Higgins about that at the moment, where, where a, a team that was kind of supported in a sense, not, not really financially, but kind of with facilities by a local council. The local council, when it was politically good, they said, we don't want football, we don't want this, and they just threw it to one side and the club went bust. Um, on, on before, just before we go to Jonathan, one question uh, relates to Spartak, because, of course, earlier on in the season, Leonid Fadun said, I'm going to take Spartak out of the league. The hell which is all, I don't care about Russian football. Um, the, 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 the journalists uh, who have, let's just say, allegiances with Spartak, they've been really going hard at Lokomotiv, at referees and so on. Um, and Leonid Fadun seems to be supporting that as well, or at least he, he's making lots of sounds. Do you think it's just that maybe Spartak are unsettled this year because they did look very good for a long time and you've got two, like two of the best players in the league um, playing for them, but it just seems to be not going right for them? Well, I think there is some truth in uh, what Spartak was saying, but there's some truth in what you're saying because uh, Spartak played for some time really incredibly, but once they became predictable... Once you could understand what game they're going to play, and they didn't have another, uh, another, I think uh, they, they didn't have any, any other options, uh, and they could not, you know, uh, transform to to another st- style of play. They they, they 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 become they became really predictable. So, but uh, as I said, there are issues with refereeing in Russia. So I think. One of the clubs that really suffered is Rostov, also who, who have a lot of issues with uh, with points lost uh, because of uh, terrible decisions by referees. Uh, so I hope we overcome it because we need we really need to to have a, a new style of I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm always the union guy, but maybe they need some kind of a form of uh, you know a referee has to have a, a decent salary. He has to have uh, respect for his job, and he has to have some, uh, you know, fund for his uh, once he stops refereeing, you know, and 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 he has to stick to that and really cherish that. And 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 and, and if all these things come together, I think uh, this professional community will become really respected because today, you know, you you see a lot of. Uh, a lot of arguments from either side, from locomotive, Spartak, Zin- even Zenit, you know, yeah. to, to to some decisions that are made on the field. I know it's it again. I, I agree to fully. Like referees don't get the respect they deserve, and it's very very. It's a it's a horrible job. Um, going to go straight away to to I think he's in Galway to uh, Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan, um, I'm going to go back to Alexander after you answer first. European Super League. Tell us about it, and is it a good thing? 
Oh, how long have you got? Uh, <laughs> well, um, you've, you've got a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you even start, uh, guys? Um, look, where I suppose... I yeah, this this is this is a, a conversation that hasn't just started with the announcement or the leaks from earlier on today. This is a conversation as a result of a build-up, I think, of what we can probably class as an overview as modern football, uh, where it's turning more and more into a commercial business as opposed to identity with a local team and the enjoyments that you have from watching your your local team. And look, and look, there's so many parties in, involved in that and. It's been highlighted, I think, now, now as well. They, if you look at any of the coverage over in the UK, it's the American owners of the of the clubs that are getting a bash to and coming in and Americanizing the sport. Um, but this is this is a conversation that hasn't just started overnight. This, I repeat, has been coming from all angles. And I, I, what I have to say is, before we get too much into it, I do have a little bit of an issue with people kind of morally throwing the compass out now or. Was it the old saying, throwing stones in a glass uh, in, in a glass house, where people have come around and saying this is horrible? Where the reality is, this is where football has been going for for quite some time. And I think the first thing to say is, as well as this is a poker move, really, by the players in, involved here. Um, this is just to get ahead of the announcement that is expected tomorrow in terms of the expanded Swiss model uh, UEFA New Champions League, where they're going to increase the. If the teams from 32 teams to, to 36 teams, and then they're also going to increase the number of games from 125 to 255. So they're clearly commercialising their own product at, at the moment. They're looking to take it war. I think this is a poker move, a, a kind of almost like that kid who used to be at your birthday parties, that uh, the, the bigger kid that had all the good toys and <laughs> had the, had the say, and he's like, no, I'm going to take these toys away, and you're not going to play with because they don't want <laughs> UEFA aren't going to be able to have a Champions League if the six teams say say the top four teams in England don't participate. Like, what are you going to look at with the greatest respect? A Champions League with West Ham, with Everton, with Leeds. Say, if you look at the, the table at the moment, they don't want that. So there's a little bit of a power play here at the moment. And there's just, my head is spinning with it all day. Um, I really don't know where this is going to go. It's probably good in a weird way that it's actually, it's out there now. It's going to, it's like the the, the ice the ice is broken now. Everything is, is going to explode. It's going to be a conversation that's going to go, I think, everywhere really. And like so many tangents of it. But like if you want to look at the, 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 the four teams in the Champions League semi-finals, that's an indication as well as the way, I suppose, money has inflated football, the way it's come into this business. And yeah. They're Netflix for football. That's really where we're we're heading. It is. It is. It is. This is like the the, the champions. It's like the champions and runners up, and you know other teams that have a sister who works with their granny, and they get a, a, a punt in the Champions League. That's the way it seems to be working because you've got eleven eleven of the major European clubs. Of course, as uh, Jonathan mentioned, tomorrow they're announcing the new look thirty six team Champions League, which is going to come into effect in four years or three years time. Um, and you know it, it's a really really weird. We've got like you know you've got you know, Juventus, Manchester United, Manchester City, AC Milan, Inter Milan, um, and then you've got like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, um, and uh, Liverpool. Uh, and I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the objections from the English FA, the English Football League, the PFA, the League Managers Association, UEFA, and so on. Um, the Bundesliga size, as I mentioned in the last uh, segment, they are hedging their bets because they, they don't want to be seen to be doing anything because their fans will react. 
Alexander, I mean, could this be very damaging for, let's say, football in Russia if this European Super League gets away and there's no Russian team there? Sure, <laughs> of course. I mean, uh, we, we, it's not only about Russia. It's a lot. Of, it's about a lot of countries being left out. Uh, surely, if this happens, uh, there will be other tournaments where where these uh, countries will will uh, participate. But I mean, overall, I think it's a it's a big mistake. I agree. Uh, I think that uh, this. Uh, Netflix or this uh, this race for revenues is is killing football for a lot of years now, and this is will this will be another step to 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 finish the job. I mean, uh, uh, unfortunately, the days when uh, clubs like Stel Bucharest or 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 Zvezda could could make it to to win the Champions League. Uh, or the Cup of Champions, uh, they're long gone. But overall, football world cannot be cannot become only Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Chelsea, Man United, uh, PSG, and uh, ten clubs. It should be it should be really diverse. It was always international. It was always about different types of football played, about re- different emotions. Uh, different fans, uh, different stars from different countries and everything. And you cannot accumulate them in, in 10 clubs and, 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 and say that this is the circus we're going to run. Because in the end, it will become a circus. It will not be interesting. Alexander, uh, just on that, because I'm going to throw this the same to you, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan mentioned the, the U.S. owners. Do you think that they're looking at this kind of the closed franchise league model that works in North American sports? Alexander, do you think that that's maybe the, the motivation behind it as well? Well, yeah, but American sports is not about, uh, you know, they, they, had, they had experiments like New York Rangers when they tried to collect all the best players and everything, like Real Madrid, like Galacticos, but this doesn't work. The model of uh, American sports, even though they are within the borders of, of U.S. and Canada mainly, uh, I mean all the, all these leagues and these like football and and uh, baseball. I mean American football, baseball, and even basketball. They're really okay. They they are there, but they, there's no. I mean, not one league tries to create a pool of five clubs that that will dominate the league. They try to disperse all the time everything that the 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 the, the, the competition remains competitive. And this is important. And once you narrow it down to, to just several clubs, it doesn't become interesting. I mean, uh, it will never stop. After 10 clubs, it will become six clubs. You know, I think it's a race for nothing. It's, it's a race to, you know, just to, to make profits for just these clubs for just some short, short amount of time. And then in the end, they will fail. Yeah, Jonathan, do you, do you, would you concur with that? That I mean, this is just a short-term gain, but a long-term loss for the clubs and for football itself. Yeah, you'd have to. So, and it's it's been coming this way for a while as well. Remember, there was the the idea of having the 39th Premier League game, and then there was kind of Honden of going having that um, 
having that abroad someplace else just to maximise revenue. I guess you look at the NFL model, the way they're bringing more games to, to London and stuff like that. But I think I think this is where there's pushing from. And I saw a stat earlier on on Twitter. I actually, I forgive, forgive my ignorance, I can't remember where I saw it from, so I'll be able to credit the individual. But apparently the 12 teams that have signed up to the new Super League, if you combine their... They've lost a combined 1.2 billion in the season just gone past, and so bear in mind there was only three months of that that were affected by COVID. So there, you would imagine the figures for this this season is going to be hell of a lot more. So they're probably looking at that as well, saying this is a time where we should be expanding things, we should be increasing revenue, but the reality is we're actually losing it. So that's probably forcing this poker play as well, and. We're going to see. I think we're going to see football evolve. Whether the Super League goes ahead or not, football is evolving in a in a different direction. And I probably you'd argue that it's probably going in a worse direction. But that's another conversation. So it's definitely. I think they're looking at now. These owners in particular have invested a lot of money. They're probably saying we're losing a good bit of here. This isn't as rosy as we were led to believe. Let's do something about it. We have these huge, huge brands. Why not maximise them? And they're taking. I suppose to 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 use that awful cliche, non-football ideas, and trying to implement them in football, and it's starting to get a bit of kickback now, and well, it's it's going to get more and more. Look 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 at the reaction today alone in the last couple of hours. Yeah, I know uh, people are very quick to mobilise. You're right. Listen, we're going to have to go out to the break right now. Uh, thank you, Alexander Johnson. They're going to stay on for the Big Five Fifty Quiz, of course. Um, of course, that uh, that game finished one nil to Leicester. Yes, right. Okay, so Leicester are true to the FA Cup final to face Chelsea. Okay, uh, folks, again, uh, how old? Have we turned this month? Is it four or three? Plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. You are going to be very happy to win either a signed jersey from Spartak Moscow or a signed jersey from Lokomotiv Moscow. Okay, so get your dialing fingers going. And that segment was, of course, in association with Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports consultancy. And now we're going to go out with Robbie Williams and let me entertain you. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore.
Okay, welcome back, folks. I was just explaining to MK that I saw Robbie Williams perform that live on stage in Slane 20 odd years ago. And I mean, it was just awesome because he just left Take That. He was known as the fat dancer from Manchester. That's what, um, uh, or from Port Vale, I think it was. And that's what uh, the guys from Oasis call him. So MK is of a younger generation. So she, you've never heard that before. No, this is my first time, but I like it. Okay, that's all right. There you go. There you go. We're trying. So, okay. So, uh, we're hopefully getting all our guys on the line right now. I know Alexander Zotov and uh, Jonathan Higgins, we are just having a bit of a struggle to get them, but Jonathan is in and hopefully Alexander Zotov will be as well. Remember, folks, um, the question that we've asked you is, how old have we turned this month? Is it four? Or three, okay, plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three to win one of the well you can win a locomotive sign shirt or you can win a Spartak sign shirt. Okay. So um can you let us know, MK, in what order are we going tonight? First one is Peter P, then Isolt Cody, then Alexander Zotov, Andrew Flynn, Jonathan, and finally Andy Mack. Okay, so uh, you all hear that guys? Do I get a yes from everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's really good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're, you're, you're miles older than four, Alan. Oh! <laughs> 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 Andy, Mark. Dog years or something like that. Yeah, dog years. Yeah, camel years at this stage. Um, <laughs> I'm going to punish you all tonight. Listen, if you want, you can all turn on. The only person who has a camera on is uh, Alexander Zotov. Everyone else is hiding in the dark. Uh, Peter, <laughs> Alexander Zotov just covered his camera. <laughs> all right. Uh, listen, want to send a shout out, of course, to Dublin. He's listening on the way to Veronese right now. Uh, just we're, we're with you, big guy, and uh, thinking of you. And, of course, uh, Alex B, we couldn't get a hold of this evening. I know he's in the middle of, well, he's doing midterm, so he's relaxing this fine Sunday evening. Okay, so our first round goes as follows. They are old NFL team names, okay? I'll tell you the city. You have to give me the name. So, uh, Peter P, first one is for you. The Boston. Uh... Boston, it, uh, what, is it hockey? What, what? Gee, it's old NFL names, old NFL team names. Every time you do this, Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just testing you. I'm just testing you. I know you're just testing me. Right, go on. All right, all right. Uh, let's let's go with Boston. Uh, Alexander Zotter's drawn. Pardon? I, 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 would, I would guess it's some like militia or something like that. No, Yanks. Bloody Yanks. 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 Yeah, it's the Yanks. It's the Boston Yanks. There you go. All right. Wow, how original. How original. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, we. It's, uh, next up is. Eastold. Eastold. Cody. The question for you. There were the Cincinnati Reds. Of course, they're the Bengals or Bungles, as they're better known. But there were also the Cincinnati what? You've just given this to the girl from Ireland. Kelp. Very well done. Five points for Esau. Cincinnati. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, next up is Alexander Zotov. Right. Okay, Alexander Zotov. Before there was the Washington... I have no answer. <laughs> you've, no, you've got football team. Before there was a the football team, before there were the Redskins, there were the Washington what? Um, this is easy. I tell you, this is very easy. Washington what? Think about who work who work in Washington. I know the Centennials from the movie, but oh no, you're very close. You're very close. Who works in Washington? Uh, 
Oh, very few people. Well, I, I, we have to keep this clean as well. Okay. Senators. Yes, well done, well done. The Washington Senators, well done. Do you remember the movie with Centennials with uh, Fla- what it was the, the quarterback was played, uh, Shane Falco. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's uh, the uh, replacements. Gene Hackman. Yeah, yes, yeah. the replacements. Yeah, that's uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves. That was, it was a, a union. It's a union movie, my friend. It was. And they were scabs. They were scabs. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Andrew Flint. Andrew Flint. Okay, for you, the Rochester. <clears throat> Rochester. Rochester, they've had a Hannah Spencer. <laughs> um, right, I'm definitely going to get this from uh, January. Oh, crying out loud. Uh, can I get a clue? Yeah, it's the name for, uh, of a president. Uh, well, it's not going to be the Rochester Obamas. Um, <laughs> Guilt. Um, big, big bushes. <laughs> big bushes. Rochester Lincolns. No, Jefferson's, Jefferson's. Okay, ah. there you go. All right, uh, next up, of course, is Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan, I know you're a, you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but uh, what was the name of the team in Chicago before the Bears? Chicago what? Oh, Jesus. Well before <laughs> my time. The world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you get it. I, it's an animal. It's an animal. The bears eat all the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably argue that it could be snakes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go on. Chicago. Um, bulls. No. No. Tigers. 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 Okay. Oh, and wow. finally, this is the longest first round we've ever had on on the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. But anyway, right. Uh, <clears throat> Andy Mack. The Dayton. Oh, Dayton. <laughs> oh come, come on. <laughs> Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton. Can you can you give can you give me a clue then? If you're going to throw me absolutely ridiculous ones, old, old, a what? Old. Well, I know that clue. So should Jonathan. Yeah, and definitely Andy Mac does. I know what T-shirt Alan is wearing. <laughs> don't say this again. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's a shape. It's a shape. It's a shape, Andy Mac. Ah. Um, triangles. Very well done. The Dayton Triangles. Very good. <laughs> Christ, it's like it's like <laughs> kindergarten stuff here. My God, I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Where did the name from? Uh, I don't know. It must be something Arnold like the Jer- Schwarzenegger in a kindergarten. <laughs> 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 oh God, this is going away from me. Right, Alan, uh, Alan, quick, quick, quick for you. You said it's like kindergarten here. You've got to take the responsibility. You're the one who rounded us up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Um, and, I'm still in that dungeon. Oh yeah, you are. MK, listen. How? How much? Who's who's leading right now? Who got five points? Uh, it's Cody, Alexander Zotov, and Andy Mack. Okay, so there's three on five. Okay, so this is five for uh, the right answer and ten for a funny one. Uh, missing word round. Uh, Europeans. This is of course for Peter P. European Super League is a what? Before I answer, I, I just want to say I just noticed the shirt. I don't appreciate it at all. <laughs> I just point that out. <laughs> okay, leave my attire out of this. Okay, I, I'm like I'm trying to. I, I look. I was getting dressed in a hurry today, right? So uh, forgive me, and it was free. Okay, Peter P. I put my foot down now. European you Super League. Wear, you wear it at night. Yeah, I sleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just <shows> truth. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. No, we're going too deep into this. <laughs> MK, close your ears. Okay, so European Super League is a what, Peter P? Such a funny kindergarten. Is, is, is a waste. <laughs> is a waste. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you five points for it. it is a must. Is a must. Okay, is a must. Um, number two. According to who? Pardon? According to who? According to uh, one of the analysts from uh, Grant Vall from uh, ESPN, he put out a tweet and deleted saying that it's a must or it has to happen. So there you I go. It's a search for this phrase. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, okay. Uh, Easter Cody. Jake Paul is what? Jake probably Paul. Not wearing, probably not wearing a T-shirt as interesting as yours. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're going to get minus 10 for that one. Right, I'm going to give you five <laughs> points anyway. It's still unbeaten in the pro ranks. Of course, he won last night to go four and oh against a, a, a novice. Okay, um, all right. Next one. Who is next up? Alexander Zotov. Alexander God, here we go. Right. Locomotive get too many what from referees? This is according to uh, a, a Spartak, a Spartak journalist. Locomotive <laughs> get too. Too many visits to the refereeing uh, room. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you six points for that one. Sure. Benefits, benefits, benefits. Okay, they are friends with benefits with the referees Go in Russia. <laughs> okay, next up is uh, Andrew Flint. Right. Okay. All right. This is the sprinter Christian Coleman. So Christian Coleman gets what? Andrew Flint. <laughs> gets a helping hand. Uh, Andy Mark. <laughs> and Andy's reaching around on that one. Okay, uh, gets another reprieve. I hope it's not Zuba. No, 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 it's not Zuba. No, 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 God, God, no, no. <laughs> Jesus. Lucky his hand wasn't in the mustard. Okay, okay. Gets another reprieve. Right, I'm going to give you six points for that one. Right, uh, <clears throat> Jonathan Higgins. Chelsea spoil what? Quadruple. Everything. Quadruple, smile everything. I'm gonna. I'll give you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you five points for it. Pep stream. Pep stream. Okay. And finally, Andy Mack. <laughs> Russia. What? I'm sorry. Russia. What? <laughs> that was my answer. That was on. I go just Okay, Andy. Have you got an answer? Quick. Goes on, ma- goes on mass hunger strike. <laughs> oh, oh, Andy. Andy. Oh. Naughty. Unveils new Olympic team where I'm going to give Andy three points for that one because that was a naughty one. Right. Uh, okay, finally, very, very quickly, this is the European Champions League because we, we have to run away, give out our, our answer for our quiz and, of course, uh, we'll finish this up. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, starting off with Peter P. Okay. Real Madrid. Okay. Real Madrid. Um... They won 8-2 on aggregate against which team? Was it Apoel Nicosia or Lyon? Apoel I'm Nic- going to go with Lyon. You should have gone with Apoel Nicosia. They won 8-2 against them. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up. Next up. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting myself. It's Eastwood. Eastwood. How many Champions League finals have been decided by penalties? Six or seven? Six just- or seven? I'm going to go with six. You should have gone with seven. <laughs> oh, Aesop, we spoke with this before the show. This is collapse. Ireland, Ireland's pride. You're not answering Ireland's call, that's for sure. Right. I blame your T-shirt. It's distracting us all. Leave my T-shirt alone. Okay, <laughs> my God. It's not... 
Yeah, <laughs> it's the blue of Dublin, exactly. So there we go. Okay, uh, next up, of course, uh, is Alexander. Alexander, <laughs> he's looking. At oh God, I'm just losing here today. We got less than four minutes left in the show. Okay, uh, Liverpool. Um, Still not hungry straight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Liverpool won. Who did they beat? Four one in the uh, two thousand six two thousand seven semi final. Was it Chelsea or Man United? Semi-final of what? Champions League. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea, yes. Chelsea, Chelsea is correct. Chelsea is correct. That's 10 points for the man. 10 points. Okay. Uh, next, of course, is Andrew Flint. Okay. Between the European Cup and the Champions League, how many finals have gone to extra time? 17 or 13? 17 or 13? Uh, 13. 17, 17, ah. 17. Okay. How many, uh, what is the highest scoring draws, this is to Jonathan Higgins, in the European Cup or Champions League? Was it 4-4 four, four or 5-5? Five, 4-4 five? Four, four or 5-5? Five, 5-5. Five? Five, five. It was 4-4. Four, four. Five times we've had 4-4. Four, four. Uh, remember the last week was like Liverpool and Ajax, wasn't it? Or I explained somebody. Okay. Uh, all right. And finally, Andrew uh, Andy Mack, uh, the first team not to be champions or to win the previous season's Champions League to win the Champions League or European Cup were Real Madrid or Manchester United? Uh, Real Madrid. It was Manchester United, 1988, 99, when they won the treble. There you go. So there you go. So they actually weren't the champions. So, MK, who has won overall? It's Alexander Zotov with 21 points. Oh, Alexander Zotov, congratulations. Okay, he's kept up the pride of Russia. Ireland, you've let us down today between Johnson and Isolde Cody. Okay, you let us down. Okay, I'd like to thank all you guys. Thank you very much for taking part this evening. Where's Thank my prize? Well, I'll, I'll drop you this week, I promise. Okay, I'll give you a T-shirt, <laughs> yeah, give you a t-shirt from, from Dynamo. Okay. Don't, don't wash it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, okay, right. I'm going to cut that before Andy Mack gets hold of it. Okay, MK, thank you very much for this evening. Thank you, Alan. Okay, and of course, we have the winner is Sergey because the right answer is four. Okay, so Sergey, that shirt is on. The two shirts are on the way to you this week. Okay, the signed Spartak and Lokomotiv shirts. We're going to go out right now with our final song because, okay, some people might say, well, we shouldn't be playing this group because of different relations around, uh, well, right wing stuff, but they are damn good. This is Mumford and Sons and I will wait and we'll wait for you next week here on Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. We'll blow away